you are Locked On Dodgers, your daily Los Angeles Dodgers podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. So I say D, I say D-O, D-O-D, D-O-D-G, D-O-D-G-E-R-S, team, 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 Hello, Dodger fans. Welcome to Locked On Dodgers, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, the number one local sports daily podcast network. Locked On, your team every day. This is the daily podcast covering the Los Angeles Dodgers, bringing you the smart fans' perspective on our boys in blue. I am Jeff Snyder of Baseball Central, along with Vince Samperio of Chavez Ravine Fiends. Vincent, how are you? I am great. Uh, can't comp- I guess I can complain, but I'll choose not to and say that I'm doing great. Well, good, because I'm not interested in your whining. Uh, one thing we're definitely uh, not complaining about, we just want to shout out a thank you to all of you listeners uh, for sticking with us. We're doing our best to, uh, we're bringing you the content every weekday, and we appreciate you showing up. We uh, consistently have uh, big listenership, and we appreciate that. So we didn't want to let that go unsaid. Today we're going to talk about uh, kind of a mishmash of things. We've got the Dodger Stadium renovations, we got Gavin Lux playing video games or esports as they're trying to call them. We've got uh, Dustin May and his hair, and we've got a new possible plan with MLB uh, involving three states instead of just one. So that's the plan for today. But first, we want to remind you please subscribe to Locked On Dodgers wherever you get your podcasts. And when you get in your car or plop on your couch, tell your smart device to play podcast Locked On Dodgers. Uh, let's start first with uh, something we didn't cover over the weekend, Vince. Uh, there was a video put out by the Dodgers with updates on the renovation to Dodger Stadium, narrated by Vince Scully. Uh, honestly, to me, my favorite part was hearing Vince's voice, of course, and his optimism and everything. Uh, but it's it's it was nice to see the renovations. Uh, in a way, it was almost nicer to see if you're going to see a video of Dodger Stadium, it's nice to see stuff that you don't totally recognize because it's new. Uh, and so even though there is some of that sadness that we're not yet actually there yet, it's not quite the homesickness that you get when you just see regular Dodger Stadium, you know? True. Yeah, that's very true. And the focus of the video was more so the pavilion area, which is what was getting mostly renovated anyways. Uh, but I got to say, it looks it looks pretty, pretty cool. There's a little standing area. You can walk, you know, around the whole stadium now, along the pavilion, behind the pavilion, and and all around. There's a little standing area like there is on on the other levels uh, with the little tables. In pavilion now, there's a little cutout you know, where it looks pretty cool. There's the home run seats that look ready, and the elevators, which I'm excited for. If you if you sit up top and you don't want to walk all those stairs, and it just you know gets me more excited. They have all the little down area where the you can look right into the bullpen, and there's probably going to be like a little beer garden and some restaurants right there. So it, it looks pretty dope. Yeah, obviously, I wish we could be there and experience it in person. Uh, but just a little sliver of hope from the voice of Vince Scully and seeing what it's going to look like is enough for me these days. Yeah, I remember when I first went to the ballpark in Arlington, it was the first of the new stadiums that I ever went to. And uh, I remember one of the things that struck me about that stadium was uh, it is as much uh, like a baseball attraction as it is a baseball stadium. You can walk around parts of that stadium and obviously they've shut it down. They've built a new one now, Uh, but you can walk around parts of that stadium 
and forget that you were at a baseball game because you're so far removed. And one of the things I'm really excited about Dodger Stadium and these renovations is they're bringing in a lot of that fun while still keeping the focus on the baseball. And and that's really, uh, I think that's really cool because one of the best things about Dodger Stadium is, and, and including some of the renovations they've done in the last five or seven years, is keeping the focus on baseball. You know, they opened up the concourses a little bit more in the last few years, so it's even easier when you are wandering to go to the bathroom or to get some food or drink or whatever. You can still keep your eye on the game, and it seems like most of this stuff that they're they're doing is going to kind of keep that focus. The focus will still be you're at a baseball game, but also here's some cool stuff you can do. You can watch it on TV from the bar for you know, and keep an eye on the bullpen if you want to. Uh, you can imagine that'll be a pretty cool place to be in the uh, top of the, or the bottom of the eighth inning as the Dodgers are batting and Kenley's getting warmed up to come in for the save, you know, keeping an eye on the bullpen right there. That'll be cool. Watching the game, like you said, from the standing tables out in the pavilion just seems like they're really striking a good balance between being there for a baseball game, but also being a really cool place to be. Yeah, and, and you're appealing to more fans that way. You know, there's some fans that don't necessarily go just for the baseball. They go for more of the experience, and now that experience will be enhanced. So it'll be exciting once we get back into it. Uh, but for me, you know, once the game starts, I'll be in my seat watching the game. Yeah, and you're definitely preaching to the choir there. One of the reasons I've always been uh, annoyed by people who say ban the wave or whatever is because even though I don't personally participate in the wave, the fact is the Dodgers get 48,000 fans at their games 81 times a year. And if you're going to fill a stadium that size 81 times a year, it's not just going to be the diehard baseball fans. You have to get some people who are there for the social event. And so, you know what, if you want to hit beach balls around, you want to do the wave, you want to sit and talk to each other and not pay attention to the game. Great. I'm glad you're there at the game. I'm glad that you're giving the Dodgers money to, you know, pay sign guys to contracts and all that. Um, and, and yeah, so you, I don't think you have to be a diehard to be welcome at Dodger Stadium. And so I, I do think this will be cool for, for those people too. And us diehards, you know, wandering around before the game starts and checking out the new stuff. And uh, who knows, Vince, you may find yourself not in your seat because you'll find another place that you're like, oh, I actually like this spot for, for an inning or two. So That's I guess true. we'll see, huh? I mean, I do go stand and the like – I'll upgrade myself to the loge level and do the standing area. So maybe that's true. Yeah. All right. Let's touch really quick on Gavin Lux. Uh, actually, no, let's touch on Dustin May and we'll save Gavin Lux for the, the second part. Um, Dustin May, it's, what is it? Fox Sports or Sirius XM? Or MLB Network Radio. MLB Network Radio on Sirius XM, I think. Um, anyway, they are running a poll. It's been in like a, a bracket, a competition for best hair in baseball. And Dustin May has moved all the way through the ranks. He's now in the final against Dansby Swanson. Uh, and the, the voting goes for a couple more days. So if you haven't had your chance yet, and uh, I'll tell you, I got a text from my sister on Monday evening. And she said, so I want to vote for Dustin May's hair as the best in baseball because I do actually like his red curls. But Dansby has the hair plus is, and then she makes a whistling sound in her text. And I have a hard time voting on just the hair when the rest of, of Dustin May or when the rest of Dansby Swanson is so auga. So uh, apparently my sister finds Dansby Swanson dreamy. 
And I reminded her, uh, I told her, this is purely a team loyalty thing. I don't even like Dustin May's hair, but I voted for him. And uh, I talked her into voting for Dustin May. And so, uh, yeah, Dustin May des definitely has the most unique hair in baseball. Uh, and so I just pretended that's what we were voting on when I clicked the button because because it doesn't look good. Uh, but uh, did you vote for Dustin May? There goes Jeff, just hating, hating fun, curly, long hair. No, I'm not hating it. I, I voted for it. I, I, I'm just not willing to say it looks good. Looking good, subjective. Uh, Danzy Swanson. The thing for me with Danzy Swanson, I guess I do go more unique hair over best hair, I guess. And if you like did a volume check, maybe Danzy Swanson would win. Uh, but, you know, there, you're not, you're going to, if you go to a game, you're going to remember Dustin May and his hair. And if you go to a game for, not a majority, but a lot of people, you're probably not even going to notice Dazby Swanson, um, obviously. And that's been the way with a lot of guys. Dustin May's gone up against, like, he went up against uh, Tyler Glasnow, right? Yeah. I couldn't tell you what Tyler Glasnow's hair looks like. I have and no idea. Manny Machado was in there, too, but, I mean, I don't that's... think he has anything, you know, no. special. Didn't Dustin May already go up a, di a different Braves player? Was it? Max Fried or somebody else who uh, that sounds probably is so it's like I don't know what any of these guys' hairs look like. So yeah, Dustin May is obviously the the right vote. So if you haven't voted yet, get out there. Yeah, I'm actually surprised he's up fifty seven percent or forty three percent. And the Braves well, didn't the Braves beat out the Dodgers they beat out Yeah, their fans are good at voting. So Yeah, I think they beat out the Dodgers in some other poll recently that they shouldn't have won. So maybe like best uniform or something. I don't remember maybe. but uh, but yeah, go go vote Dustin May and, and get some Dodger recognition out there. Yep. We'll be back to talk about Gavin Lux and the three state plan. So keep it locked on Dodgers. Are you stuck at home? You might be more than likely. If you're not, congrats, you're an essential worker. But if you are, or even if you're coming home after work and you don't want to go out to the store or to a restaurant for takeout, use Postmates. Postmates can get you pretty much anything you want delivered within the hour. All you have to do is download the Postmates app on iOS or Android, find your favorites, put in the order, and get get it directly to your door. They actually make life easier by picking up everything from like Walgreens or 7-Eleven or wherever uh, other stores you have, assuming that stuff is in stock within during these times. And right now, you can get $100 of free delivery credit for your first seven days. All you have to do is download the Postmates app, use the code Locked On. And get your free delivery. That's code locked on for $100 of free delivery credit for your first seven days when you download the Postmates app. Anything you need, anytime you need it, Postmate it. All right, Vince. We're, as you mentioned on yesterday's episode, uh, instead of Obscure Former Dodger this week, we're talking about some of our favorite moments of the 2019 season. And uh, mine, I, I'm pretty sure this is my favorite one. Uh, there were so many good moments, but. Uh, as I sat and thought about it, this is the one that kept coming back to my mind. It happened on August 4th of 2019. It was a Sunday afternoon game. Uh, do you remember the game I'm talking about off the top of your head? No. Okay. Uh, the Dodgers were playing the Padres. And okay, in now the I know what you're talking about. Ninth inning. Uh, well, they were down, what, 9 to 7. No, 10 to 7. Uh Going into the bottom of the eighth, they scored two runs in the bottom of the eighth to make it 10-9. to nine. And then in the uh, bottom of the ninth, uh, they come up down 10-9. to nine. Jock hits a leadoff double 
on the sixth pitch of the at bat. And then, uh, and Kirby Yates in this game, he's pitching. Obviously, Kirby Yates had a great season last year, not as great against the Dodgers, and he just seemed shook the whole inning. And so Alex Verdugo came up, and Yates is shaking pitches off. And earlier in the year, Verdugo had had a big late-inning walk against Yates in a game in San Diego. Uh, I believe it was a bases-loaded walk to tie a game or something. Um, and so, you know, he knew that Verdugo has a has a good eye at the plate. And Yates, one of, one of the things that he really benefits from is getting guys to chase pitches outside the zone. And so he was a little bit shook knowing that Verdugo wasn't going to do that. Eventually, Verdugo did hit a hard ground ball to first base. And uh, you remember this play. It was like a one-hopper to Hosmer. And he was playing deep, but he realized that Jock hadn't gotten a great jump off second base. And Hosmer went to third on the play, knowing Jock was the tying run. And he threw Jock out pretty easily at third base. It was kind of a risky throw by Hosmer, but he ended up getting Jock out pretty easily. And uh, I remember being kind of annoyed. And I, I never did really figure out if Jock should have gotten a better jump, you know, if he had a, should have had a better secondary lead or whatever. Uh, but he got thrown out pretty easily. So then it's one out first and second. And then uh, Corey Seager hits a ground ball to second base. And uh, what's his name? The guy the Padres traded. Um, Luis Urias oh, yeah. made an error. And so with one out, it was first and second. And then Max Muncy came up. And and when I say that Yates was shook, he was really shook when Muncy came up. I don't know if he was, uh, if it was the error that threw him off, but or if it was knowing that Muncy also was a guy who wasn't going to chase for him very much. Uh, but I, I pulled up the video and I did some looking. And uh, when Max Muncy stepped into the plate, it was at uh, the three hours and 57 minutes and 33 seconds mark of the, ga- of the game. So 3.57.33. When Yates finally threw his first pitch, 3.58.10. So it took 37 pitches or 37 seconds to throw the first pitch. When Yates threw his second pitch, it went from 3.58.10 to four minutes, four hours, zero minutes, 18 seconds, two, two minutes and eight seconds between the first and second pitches to Muncy. Uh, he kept shaking off the catcher. Eventually the catcher came out to have a meeting that took a while. And Yates was just shook. It ended up going to full count. Muncy fouled, uh, one or two, I think two pitches off. And, uh, and then he hit a line drive to right field. It got down. It got past Hunter Renfro. Oh, I, I forgot I was going to mention when uh, when the catcher was out meeting with Yates before the second pitch, Joe Davis said, at some point, Kirby Yates has to throw another pitch to Max Muncy. Uh, but then on the full count pitch, Muncy hits the line drive. Joe Davis call another 3-2. Muncy to right towards the corner. That's down. It gets by Renfro. How fast can Corey Seager run? We're going to find out. Throw is high. Dodgers win. And that one... Um, Going into that bat, Muncy already had a double, a single, and a homer in the game. And so all he needed was a triple. And uh, I don't know if you know this, Vince, but walk-off triples are extremely rare because, uh, in general, if you're getting to third, the base runners have more of a, a head start. And so it's hard to hit a legit triple and actually get to third. Usually what would have been a triple, you stop at second or you only get to second before the run scores. Muncie had a legit shot, and 
I, I was a little bit bummed that the official scorekeeper didn't give him a triple on that. It wasn't a triple, uh, but he was almost a third by the time Seeger scored. He wouldn't have gone to third if there hadn't been a throw home, uh, and so it was the right call to give him a double. But I was wishing that they would have given him the the triple because it would have been the super rare walk-off triple and completed a cycle, uh, but they didn't. It was a double, his second double of the game. The Dodgers won, and something about having, you know, probably the best closer in baseball last year, so shook, and then another walk-off and all that, that I think was my favorite game of the season. It was definitely a fun one. I remember my mom's a Padre fan, as most of you know if you listen, so obviously more fun than that. All right, let's talk about Gavin Lux. He's been playing video games. He's part of this uh, MLB The Show tournament, one player from each team playing against each other. Going into Monday night, he was 9-3 and three on the season. Uh, and then he beat the Royals, and I can't. Oh, oh, he he played the Braves and the Reds. I don't remember. He lost to the Braves, won. beat the Reds. Lost to the Braves, beat the Reds, and then beat the Angels. Some close games, uh, but went three and one. So he's now twelve and four, which uh, is right there near the top of the standings, right? Yeah. He. I don't know if Tatis played today. Him and Tatis were tied before Monday at nine and three in their division. Uh, Joey Gallo's fifteen and one, and I think Blake Snell's thirteen and three. But Lux is right behind them. But yeah, yeah, it was. Uh, I, I usually kind of just stick around for the highlights. Lux is not as fun as some of the other guys to watch. If you watch Amir Garrett when he plays on his stream, um, that's that's pretty entertaining. Joey Gallo's been pretty entertaining. It's been the MLB Players League. It's been you know fun. I we talked about it a little. I really can't get into watching video games, but if you put the players next next to the screen and you can kind of see how they react, it's a little more fun. Um, they're only playing three inning games, so it doesn't take that long. Although I do think someone hundred pence and someone ended up actually playing nine innings the other day because nobody could score. And from actually playing the show, <laughs> uh, it's I don't know. I tried to get back into video games playing the show, and it, it didn't really blow me away. Uh, it looks cool, but the actual gameplay is not that great. So I don't know. But it's it's been a little interesting thing, and all the teams are, are I'm assuming they have to, but they're all bought in with it and tweeting out highlights and stuff. So it's not baseball. And it, But if you like watching that stuff, then uh, if you haven't heard about it or started watching it yet, go ahead and check it out. It's uh, entertaining for the most for some part. Yeah, yeah. I've, I've been really enjoying some of the highlights that – that show up, uh, Amir Garrett, like you said, is very entertaining, which isn't surprising at all. He's entertaining to watch play baseball, and uh, he's entertaining to watch play video games too. And uh, yeah, there's a few guys. Joe Gallo is funny. Um, Joe Gallo, I saw the other day, he was talking about how he wouldn't trade Willie Calhoun for Mike Trout in MLB The Show, and then he reconsidered and said, okay, maybe for Mike Trout. So, uh, but yeah, he, he apparently really likes it with, with Willie Calhoun for Lux. I think it's Justin Turner that he is having the most success with. So, so that's cool. Um, yeah. All right. So that's that. Uh, if you follow Gavin Lux on Twitter, he tweets out the link to his Twitch channel. So you can, you can follow him on that. Uh, last thing we want to talk about is the latest plan. And we talked a week or two ago about the, the, leaked idea of maybe playing the whole season in Arizona and now the latest Vince is more of a three straight three state plan in Arizona Texas and Florida right yeah yeah actually I think CBS Sports got this uh, news which is pretty rare but yeah basically says 
the new plan that's been discussed in recent days. The league would have teams stationed in Florida, Arizona, or Texas. They'd make use of local major and minor league or spring training facilities. It did say one source even expressed guarded optimism about the chances of coming to fruition, which is uh, basically saying nothing if you have guarded optimism. But uh, it seems kind of, I don't know, Arizona seems better because it's more, I guess Texas a little spread out, but Florida, I don't know, they've kind of been on the slow end of of trying to get this under, get the situation under control. But who knows, I guess if they are all stationed and quarantined and whatever else it would work out. Um, but yeah, I think the main thing I have is how far are we willing to go away from normal baseball in order for this to happen? I mean, I've kind of, I've said that, but give me baseball. Um, but you know, if the Dodgers did end up tr- winning a championship in this year and it was kind of situated like this, I, it would just feel a little funny. It would feel funny um, as long as the the games, as long as they don't mess with the rules much and they don't mess with the postseason format, I'm fine with whatever they want to do. Obviously, the I want to be sitting at Dodger Stadium watching them play as soon as possible. Um, I, I still think anything like this seems to me like it would have to be a temporary plan, like it would have to be with an end date in mind if they if they think, OK, we're going to be ready to to play with fans in the stadiums on August 1st. Sure, let's but we could get this thing going in early June. Great. Let's do it. Let's get a couple months of games in without fans, uh, but then get back to normal as soon as possible. It's hard for me to see them actually going into this with a plan of saying, okay, we're going to do this whole season in fanless stadiums, all at neutral fields. Um, I don't know. It, it It's hard for me to see it happening. But uh, but I do really like baseball. I don't know if you know that about me, Vince, but uh, I'm a big baseball fan. And seeing – I can't get into watching baseball players play video games very much, but I sure could get into watching baseball players play baseball – uh, even if there weren't any fans in the stadiums, if the games count and the games matter, I think I could get on board. For sure, yeah, yeah, I, I definitely would be able to get on board. Uh, the other thing I did see is the Dr. Anthony Fauci, I think it's pronounced, the guy that the main doctor that's been everywhere and and been talking everywhere, an expert on in this field of viruses or whatever. He did say he could potentially see baseball getting back with fans but lower capacity more spread out social distancing the 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 buzzword of recent months um, which would be i don't know like i think it's either no fans or all fans i don't know how they'd really be able to get some like it the demand and everything would just be crazy but who knows uh, maybe some people are would like don't want to go back even if uh, they do say it's safe I guess so I guess it just depends how you feel about it and then the other thing is you know we, the the league in in Taiwan has already been underway with no fans they've already had a walk off and a brawl and they, you know it's been normal baseball for the most part uh, they do have the little cutouts of fans and robot or mannequin fans which is a little uh, interesting I guess but. You know, they're playing baseball. I think the Korean League is supposed to start May 5th, I think I saw. So, 
you know, it is possible to get baseball back. Obviously, those countries, a lot of it started before, a month or, or, or more before it has started happening in the U.S., and they probably took a lot different measures than we did over here, at least initially. So they were able to get baseball back. So that that's kind of the little sliver of hope I keep having is that, you know, I think eventually we'll be able to get it back. I'm not sure if we'll be able to watch it. But if nobody can be in the stadium, then I don't get a sense of FOMO. And it's, you know, kind of the same thing as just watching the games on TV. Yeah, yeah, for sure. If nobody can be there, I'm more okay with me not being able to be there. Uh, But yeah, I, you know, we, like we've said many times, we don't know what's going to happen. You know, we could find, you know, tomorrow they could announce that they've discovered a, an effective treatment for it. And that changes the whole ball game, you know? And so, uh, I guess that was no pun intended since I said ball game. Um, but, uh, anyway, yeah. So it, it's an interesting plan. Again, these are things getting leaked out. that MLB is talking about, uh, nothing is set in stone yet and nothing has even been officially confirmed as being talked about, but, uh, like we said before, it's good to know that Major League Baseball is trying to figure this out because we want our baseball back. Yeah, definitely. Bring, bring baseball back. Yep. All right. I think that'll wrap it up for today, right, Vince? Yeah, that'll do it. All right. Thank you all for listening. Uh, we will be back tomorrow. I think we're going to do a mailbag episode, so we'll put out a call for questions on Twitter. But if you're listening to this, even if you haven't seen that, go ahead and tweet your questions or comments at us. And they can be baseball-related, Dodgers-related. They can be personal. If you want to know some deep, dark, personal secret of Vince's, go ahead and ask. He'll answer. He, he's, a, he's an open book. So uh, that's the plan for tomorrow. Please subscribe to Locked on Dodgers wherever you get your podcasts. If you have Apple Podcasts, even if you don't use it, go ahead and subscribe there. And please rate and review us on iTunes to uh, help other people find us. You can follow us on Instagram and Twitter at Locked on Dodgers. Vince is on Twitter at Vince Semperio. I'm on Twitter at Snydog. DMs are open on all of those. Our email address is LockedOnDodgers at gmail.com. Or you can leave us a voicemail or shoot us a text anytime at 323-863-LOCK-5625. We are here every weekday morning, and we hope you'll be here with us. When you get in your car or sit on your couch, tell your smart device to play podcast Locked On Dodgers. And remember, you don't have to agree. You just have to listen. We'll talk to you later. And now, tell your smart device to play the latest episode of Locked On Fantasy Baseball. Say Have a good one. D. I say D O D O D G E R S. The team that's all hard, all hard and all thumbs. They're my Los Angeles, your Los Angeles, our Los Angeles. Do you think we'll really win the pennant? Bye.